Welcome back to Movie Rewrite. We're going to talk about, gosh, freaking Netflix movie. <laughs> I'm going to start out with saying freaking Netflix movie because, oh, my God. We're going to talk about Windfall from 2022. Runtime, God bless it, an hour 32. And I'm just going to argue right off the bat, felt forever. Yeah, yeah. Windfall. Uh, you know what? Webster's Dictionary <laughs> Definition. defines windfall. <laughs> windfall. Well, one of the definitions is an unexpected, unearned, or sudden gain or advantage. Yeah. Is that what this movie is about? Uh, I would say that's what Jason's character is, is trying to achieve is a windfall. I'd say he does it pretty mm. decently right away, but for some reason is very greedy and just can't stop and like I don't know. That one one of my issues with this movie straight away was how bumbly he was. What an idiot. I, I get it. You know yeah. nobody's there. Cool. But still, why lollygag and enjoy your time when you're trying to do a uh, grab and go? That's it's it's doesn't eventually somebody shows up. But then again, I guess the owners were talking about how they're miles and miles away from their neighbors and they never come here because it's their vacation home or whatever. So then it's like, well, I guess I kind of see where he's coming from. But still, if I'm stealing stuff, I want to steal as fast as possible and get the hell out of there. If I'm going to go into somebody's house and steal their cash and their stuff, but instead he just enjoys his time. And, and then when he has an opportunity to leave, he just, again, just second guesses himself or something i don't know just bolt out of there run all they'll see is oh a man ran out of here that's it but instead he stops and then it's a kidnapping it's like what come on (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i got a couple quibbles with this too so the plot is a man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home but things go sideways when the arrogant mogul and his wife arrive for a last minute getaway i i think just right off i believe this or not but some trivia for this is jason siegel during a zoom call pitched this idea two months into the COVID quarantine so i personally am really tired of hearing about well, this was a covid movie so we had to go like limited everything oh. does not make for ideal movie making situations because I think that was some of our problems with some of these other movies we've watched where it's a really contained cast. Right. Really small. And then you got to start asking your, well, hopefully not so much anymore, but you just got to always ask, was this a COVID movie where no one could be around each other? Well, yeah. Now that you bring that up, this movie makes a little more sense of why it was shot the way it was. I thought they were doing it just because they wanted to be different. And I think they achieved that. This is yeah. very unique, which is, I appreciated that. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense with COVID. The director for this was what? Yeah, but uh, I'm curious too, like you're saying, like, how does this, how do these COVID movies get made? But I'm curious how that works with Netflix, if they're just like, let's, let's do it. I don't know. Well, if they all, boy, not to have more COVID talk, but I feel like if they were to do like a 14 day quarantine and then start filming, you could argue if you kept kept it all contained and no one came on and off set during that time and you filmed it within a week, I'm sure you could film this movie in less time than you'd be in quarantine to film the movie. Uh, 
Yeah, I would I would agree. Yeah, it was this was pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, it's basic. Our director is Charlie McDowell. He's also a writer. Story by Jason Siegel and Justin Ladder, starring Jason Siegel, Lily Collins, and Jesse Plemons. Some of these people, if you, I'm sure you've heard of them. Uh, but our director, he his first thing was in 06 called Bye Bye Benjamin. It was a short. And after that, he's just done some TV stuff. Silicon Valley. I mean, just oh, some Legion. One episode of a Legion episode. Uh, Tales from the Loop. Dispatches from Elsewhere from 2020. And then Windfall. So his biggest thing, I, looking at his filmography, is probably this. So I, he's got writer's credits of a bunch of the stuff he's also done. So... Again, you kind of got a guy who is new to all this, in a sense. So, oh, okay, yeah, kind of where I come at. Yeah, uh, Jason Siegel. I mean, this guy's been around for a very long time. He's got forty-three credits. How I Met Your Mother was huge for him. Freaks and Geeks, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I love you. Man. This guy's been around for a while. So, I think for me that was part of the draw mm-hmm. for this. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't seen him in a while. So. Let's see what this is all about. Sorely disappointed. <laughs> Lily Collins, I think, was fairly new to me. I I don't know her. She's been in... I mean, she's got 30 credits. I guess she was in The Blind Side of 09. Priest. I guess I've seen those. She was probably the daughter in that family in, uh, in The Blind Side. The Blind Side, yeah. I've, the Mortal Instrument City of Bones. Could care less about that. I've never even heard of that. What, you didn't? It's probably based off a tween book, dude. How did you, how did you miss <laughs> that one? How could you? <laughs> Jesse Plemons, I think, is the guy that, as an actor, we watch out for these days. Because I think my first introduction to him was Friday Night Lights. Or Varsity Blues. Okay. Varsity Blues. And then from there, like, I just, he's kind of been on and off some TV shows and stuff. But then for some reason, like, he really, oh, Friday Night Lights, he was in that too. Okay. I mean, Battleship was kind of a hit or miss, depending on how you felt about that. Breaking Bad. Him going on to Breaking Bad, I think, was really good for him because it gave him more credibility. But again, he's one of those, like, you see him like, cool, he's an interesting dude. And then, like, you don't see him again and then he comes onto the fargo tv show and you're like oh he kind of elevates this all right what else is he doing and then just he's just in stuff and i'm always interested to see him oh okay. and then he comes into the irishman and uh el camino the breaking bad movie uh the power of the dog i believe is another netflix original so he's he's been around i've enjoyed watching him on whatever he's been on for the most part so we've got a small contained cast of three people and you already said you thought the main character was a little bumbly and it should have been a quick snatch and grab. Yeah. I think they're trying to paint the picture for us that this guy wants a different life. And so he is just soaking this all up while he can. I mean, he's going around the orchard. He's eating oranges. He's drinking by the pool. He's taking shower peas. Yeah. I got to love a good shower To be a pee. real dick. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of surprised it didn't show us him taking an upper decker just to be a real dick. That is true, yeah. This movie starts off almost frustratingly too slow. Yes, yes. For I me. Would agree. And this establishing that he is here and like, okay, and it's revealed that he's there to steal stuff. So you're you were wanting more snatch and grab and then this movie doesn't happen. Right. Or he just runs away the first chance he gets after they show up. 
End of movie, right? Right, he just stays hidden and then sneaks out like a thief would try to do. And if he gets caught mid-sneak, run. But, like you say, the movie wouldn't happen then, so... Well, we've got two plot devices that I'm not sure make a whole hell of a lot of sense. And one of them is this magic camera that he parked in front of that's outside the property. Uh And so he has to go back to get the footage. So he, he did make it, but he parked at this one tree that just had a camera pointed right at him. Right. And then... The mogul, I, I don't even think they give these guys names in the movie. No, they it's don't. Just basically, yeah. oh, here, it's it's nobody, wife, and CEO. <laughs> and like, yeah. These people are reduced <laughs> down to like the most, yeah, yeah. It's not even a name. It's just what, what they, they do yeah. for a living, I guess, kind of what they are. So I feel like that was just an awkward plot device. Like he has to go back now and get security footage well i i like that though i i thought that was great because that seemed pretty realistic to me because clearly he doesn't seem like he's that professional of a thief and so he goes and isn't casing the joint like he should isn't being aware of any surveillance like he should you know so it makes sense that he just shows up at night parks thinks he's good and then when he's trying to leave in the daytime oh there's a camera there the whole time you know, so for me that worked, and then he's got to go try to tie up loose ends, and I don't know that worked for me to a certain degree, just because he it was established that this guy was not that he doesn't seem that professional as a thief, you know. So refresh my memory: is Mister Mister Nobody is nobody aware of who house this is? I before they show up. My interpretation. I, I feel is, like I was unclear on that. Yeah, because if he wasn't. He, he was once he started to walk around. Because in my mind, you're right. It, it, he could have just thought this was somebody with money. Clearly, this is somebody with money. And then walking around the house, he would have saw the... Because he was in the room with like the magazine covers that is yeah. like, oh, this is the CEO of blah, blah, blah company. So Yeah, but CEO, though, most of this time was like, what did I do to you? Like, why are you here? And so we're trying to get this little intrigue, mm-hmm. quote unquote, of why this dude is here. And CEO keeps thinking, I must have shut down a factory. And now this guy's pissed. Right. That's why he's here. And nobody really kind of keeps a straight face of like, that's not what it is. But at the end, it kind of is. Right. So I'm I'm still kind of left wondering like, okay, was this, you were wanting to rip off this CEO because he did kind of inadvertently hurt you? Or this is just all a bunch of random events. Right. No, that's a good question cuz he had he had made the statement early on. The CEO is like uh are you, are you like maintenance or are you part of the serving crew or something and his response was not everybody works for you. So then my interpretation was yeah. This is just a random guy. He didn't actually ever work for this guy. But then like you say, then it's like ah maybe he did. I don't know. But maybe he's just trying to cover his tracks. You know, he's already shown his face, talked to him. They know what his voice sounds like. He's already revealed himself. So he's trying to still hide his, keep it, maintain his anonymity, perhaps, of like, oh, look in our company records for our employee, past employees or something. Yeah. I don't know. So has this movie got a deeper meaning to it than just this weird scenario we got ourselves in? Because... I mean, the the homeowner doesn't necessarily have to be rich beyond imagination, right? For this plot to work necessarily, and so is this. Is it trying to ask questions of those who have 
extreme means and wealth versus those who are fighting for scraps. Because we go through this guy's property. He's got an orange orchard. He's got apparently two bunkhouses sitting somewhere out here for them to sleep mm-hmm. in. He's got like a a, a real-life Zen garden. Mm-hmm. And so we get these all little set pieces of this guy's one property. And I'm like, okay, but what do we... It's just a character dive and a psychology of, of what? I can see it. Because the only person... Go ahead. Well, the I mean, the biggest turn of this movie is the wife. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I don't know if I fully saw that coming. You I did see not see her see really that. starting to question her, yeah. her life choices. Yeah. And that's kind of what this movie is asking in some ways. Like, well, what choices did you make to put you here? And like, the, you know, and he shoots it back to the CEO. I was like, well, how is anything you did ever different? He's like, well, I invented this one thing and now here I am. I made it. Basically, he's like, I made a choice to do. I had the means. I had the knowledge to do something, and it made me rich. So what? Right. But now the wife's like, well, maybe I did make wrong choices. Yeah. So this movie, all it really serves of this situation is allowing the wife to maybe get away with murder and get out of a loveless relationship? Because we don't get the idea like he is abusive to her. No. Maybe manipulative. Yeah, and she clearly is unhappy to a certain degree. Otherwise, you wouldn't be actively taking birth control and not talking about Oh, taking yeah. birth control trying to have a kid. when he's trying to have a kid, yeah. So clearly there's, in the back of her mind, like she's unhappy and not truly wanting to be fully in that relationship or just not on the same yeah. page. So, yeah, I to me that was pretty normal, though, seeing that. It was like, well, yeah, you know, a lot of times people, they don't line sync up with that and they're not ready, but that's normal. And then the change, yeah, the change of like, well... I'm going to end this relationship <laughs> is a little, a little extreme, you know? Well, he, he's already tied up and there's already a gun. I guess I can just kill him. Yeah. It'd be the easy way out. Blame the no Mr. Yeah, Nobody. I mean, okay. Does this movie get any better if we have any kind of background on nobody's motives? Like he actually maybe accidentally finds out that he, the CEO lives there or we see him following the CEO after getting a, termination notice of employment and follows him to this house and decides to come back later when he thinks no one's going to be there to rob it or just straight up has a hostage situation like what do we because his whole thing now is like i want x amount of money and i'm just going to walk out of here and you guys are never going to say anything about it because the amount of money i'm asking for is nothing to you what i got from that was because he was already stuck in a situation he wasn't prepared for I thought that he was thinking the only way to make this situation okay or potentially make it worth it is if I ask for enough money. Yeah, but CEO also kept pushing back. He's like, I can't just I I can't just all of a sudden have millions right. of dollars missing from my account right. and not have it be accounted for. Like you, that's not how this works. Right. Not only that, but it takes time to get cash. Well, yeah, and it's not like nobody's going to give a bank account number over. So like, yeah, it has to be cash. Yeah. And so I think more so in movies, you kind of have been hearing like, okay, well, do you know how heavy a million dollars is if you're going <laughs> to yeah. put it in a duffel bag? That was a very, I like, like that scene. Yeah. Wait, yeah. How much does, you know, a thousand dollars weigh? How much does a hundred thousand dollars weigh? I have no idea. I guess it's kind of a flaw in this of, of nobody wanting X amount of money to walk away from this as, some kind of reparation for employment or something. Again, it's kind of vague on what it is, but 
Right. After the movie starts wrapping up, you realize, like, this is not a story of the two men. Like, it is her. Yeah. Am am I wrong? Because I feel like everything that's set up is only to serve her story at the end. Because when he goes, when nobody goes back to get the security, they, for some reason, go to these weird bunkhouses to to sleep separately. And nobody's going to slip by the fire. But the husband's like, hey, wife. Maybe you could, you know, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, get on this guy's really good side. Right. Like, he, he's basically saying, like, go have sex with this guy, and maybe things will get better. Right. And then she just goes out and sits by the fire, and they just kind of have a mildly deep conversation about life. And again, I'm like, I don't know. There could be some more drama in this. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, but the but nobody's goal is strictly money and to maybe maybe make CEO realize he's hurting a lot of people. I don't know. It's vague enough where it's frustrating, but is it vague enough to make it good? Yeah, uh, personally, yes, just because I enjoyed that it was different. From the standpoint, it got its point across. I felt like it achieved what it was trying to achieve to a certain degree, but also in a format that we aren't used to seeing, and I really enjoyed that. It kept me sort of, I knew what was going on, but I also wasn't sure what was going to happen next with the gardener. And with the wife, you know, I never saw those coming. Well, with the gardener, kind of, but not exactly how it happened either. You had an idea that something might happen, but then I didn't see that happening exactly. And then I definitely didn't see the wife. Let's talk about the gardener. Okay. And the choices that the CEO makes. The gardener is really, really happy with the work he has done at this house. Like designing it, getting the plants in there, maintaining it. Like this is kind of a juxtaposition, Mm -hmm. right? This man is working for somebody else, and he has put so much time and effort and imagination into creating something beautiful for somebody who is barely there yeah, and can't recognize how beautiful it is. Right. So this man just, he won't leave. Like, he just, he loves what he's done with this yard. <laughs> yeah. When CEO is asked to sign some paperwork, he writes on there, help us or something, and it makes makes him look weird, and so... Nobody has to bring him into the house and tie him up. Yeah. He dies because there's a commotion going on, and he trips and falls into the glass door and slits his own throat. Yeah. On the glass. Victim of happenstance, I guess. Calamity. This poor man. Yeah. And is this is this a dark comedy at that point? Like, what are, what are you supposed to be feeling at this? I don't... Because he establishes he's got children, a family. Like, he is super proud of the work he does dead because he fell into some glass so for me this is a movie that is playing on the theme that is more evident in uh uncut gems but the same tone of anxiety ridden i have to see that one oh yeah yeah so i would say the main theme of of a viewer of uncut gems is anxiety you have anxiety for watching these characters doing what they're doing and so for me, the whole time is just like, uh, uh. It's kind of a cringe movie. It's more like a cringe movie, like, uh, uh. Why are you doing that? Uh, okay. that's happening. Uh, yeah. Uh, anxiety is is the my main thought, like from the get go. You know, his behavior of instead of just getting out there, no, I'm gonna bumble around and get turn this into a kidnapping that I'm not ready for, and you know, I'm gonna make all these split second decisions because I have to but I'm not ready for him and clearly everything's he's getting in way too deep and blah blah 
But like you're saying, too, it's like, he wasn't intending to kill the gardener, but then, boom, dead. Just up the ante. I don't even know who, I don't even know who you'd blame that on. I don't know either. I think it would be, in a, in a normal situation, possibly ruled a accident, but the, at the same time, I could see them just blaming nobody, because ultimately, it, it's all stemming because he's doing what he's doing. He's only there because of the situation, right. so it's your fault. Yeah. yeah, He wouldn't have died if you weren't there doing what you're doing. Well, you could also make the argument, well, you'd still be alive if CEO didn't write a help note. Yes. If you would have just done your business and left, yes. and you would have been none the wiser to anything going yeah. on. No, that is true. If he would have just so said, blah, 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 like, do you like what I've done? Okay, cool, I'm out. Yeah, he wouldn't have died. How do we feel about if there was a fight between nobody and CEO? Would that have done anything? Would that have upped the tension, the suspense, the anything in this to actually have a physical confrontation? Because he is just trying to use his words and logic at every step to get out of this. Honestly, like, I thought that that would have happened multiple times. In the beginning of the movie when he's trying to tie him up and he's behind him, and CEO is willingly putting his arms behind his back, but then Jason's character, Mr. Nobody, is leaned over, his head exposed. Boom, elbow shots. Normally people try to fight a little bit. CEO doesn't try to fight at all. And that was the other thing too. CEO, as soon as Mr. Nobody tried tying his hands, all he did was bring his hands to the front after Mr. Nobody was done tying him up. He was so bad at Couldn't even tie his hands up. And CEO was letting him. But yeah, I I was waiting for some sort of physical altercation between the two, and I thought it would have been a pretty good dynamic because they're both not physically like I don't I don't view them as fighters. like fighters. Yeah. So yeah. obviously Jason's a much like taller uh, figure, but I don't know in terms of like them as fighters, they seem pretty equally matched. Is just like bumbly, and it would have been kind of entertaining because they just would have like weirdly wrestled around and probably gotten just tired and just laid on the ground together. But then again, you're just playing a scene that's been done in movies before, you know, I was so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this movie also helps us establish that CEO is a liar. Yeah. Cause nobody walked to the house, found the gun, found some money. Yep. And then when he gets the situation under control, like he flat out asked CEO, like, is there anything in this house I need to worry about? No. You don't have any guns. No. No. There are no guns in this house. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Again, is this building any kind of suspense? Because we know he's lying, but I think the question is still, okay, but what does it matter? Right. What, what am I trying to learn? Or what? why? Right. Okay, he lied, but there's, and now he's lying. But then she's lying about lying a baby too, but also taking birth control. And I guess nobody is actually the one who, is he being the most honest of the three? Yeah. That was yeah, my... I'm here to rob you. I, I don't do it all the time, but this is what I'm doing. Like, right. There's these weird dynamics going on that I'm not sure I fully understand what I'm supposed to get from it. Because CEO and wife both lie right. about different things to each other and to nobody. And I feel like nobody is probably the most honest one and trying to make the situation not as terrible as it could be. I agree. And so are we supposed to side with nobody? I think maybe that's the whole point is that he's sort of this, you're seeing yourself in him to a certain degree. He's doing something that is okay. not okay, but it is because he's sort of the Robin Hood taking from the rich, but then also he's honest 
and they're lying the whole time. Yeah, I see it as like a social commentary. I could see elements definitely, like you're saying. Yeah, he's he's the he's the anti-hero to a certain degree. You you empathize with him, even though he's doing wrong. He's making a lot of mistakes, but his motivation is the same as what your motivation would be as a normal person. He's trying to get his. He's trying to stick it to the man. You know these. He also makes it sound like this is strictly for him, like that. He's self-serving in this instance. No, like, absolutely. He's not asking for tons of money. He's asking for, basically, he's trying to figure out what's enough money I can get from you to restart my life. Right. But I also and they come up with a number, and they're like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars is not right. Isn't going to start you a new life. Yeah, it's not enough. That's not even, and nowadays that's not going to even buy you a house, no, man. Not what are you even talking about? One hundred fifty thousand dollars. Was it was all this worth it to you? It's like okay, fine, a half a mil in the morning. Okay, that's <laughs> better, but I mean, what does it really cost? Right. Well, that's the other problem too. I mean, watching these other shows with uh, dirty money—that's dirty money. You need to clean it if you really want to spend it, which he definitely doesn't have that capacity. Again, you have X number of dollars. What are you gonna? How are you gonna be able to use those? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it would be pretty easy to track him down too, because he's what six? He's over six feet tall, spending everything yeah. in cash. There's surveillance everywhere nowadays. I don't know. That'd be tough. And you can't rent a car yeah. without credit card. Yeah. So just a couple points about the dynamic between wife and CEO. CEO makes a comment about this tattoo on her foot that basically I think he requested to be removed. And at the end of the movie, we realize, or she explains that it was a rose. Uh, during the fireside talk with nobody, she's kind of like, I kind of miss my old life. I think an interesting question here is also, if she had all that money and didn't have CEO, would she be happy? Or is, like, is she unhappy because of how much money she has and the responsibilities that come with it? Or the fact that she maybe doesn't fully love the man she married? Because right. at the end, I mean, she shoots right. him. That's pretty extreme as opposed to just getting a divorce. Right. She takes a very extreme route because she thinks she can just, yeah, this guy came in and robbed us. It was a burglary gone wrong. This guy shot my husband, and then on his way out, I beat him to death in the head with, I forget what it is now. That uh, statue A rock or something. Oh, a statue. Yeah, and then the movie just ends with her trying to take a step forward, and I think in the movie, nobody's like, all it takes is just a step forward in whatever direction. Mm Mm-hmm. And the movie ends with her debating if she wants to take a step, but it's like, no, you've already taken the steps. Yeah. You have murdered your husband and trying to frame someone else. Yeah. The step's been made. What there's there's no there's no internal debate about what you're doing next. So this movie like tries to end, I feel like, on some kind of like highfalutin note of, Oh, what's she gonna do? It's like <laughs> we already know what she's gonna do. Yeah, yeah. She now inherits all this money if she and can get company. away with this. Or, no, no, he's CEO, yeah, like, I don't know if he's the owner. But, I, yeah, but I don't know. at a minimum, his, his, something or his other. money, yeah. yeah, which is a shit ton. Yeah, like, she gets, she's out of this marriage now in the most extreme way possible. Yeah. And, yeah, she just, she's on the brink of stepping out into the darkness, and you're like, no, now, now we gotta figure out if she can get away with this. Right. And now her life, is it better? Um, yeah, I would say it's better because clearly she was in... A relationship she was unhappy with. You don't actively not have a child with somebody that you're married to when you're both talking about trying to get pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, she couldn't be honest because if she, if he's trying to get her to get rid of a foot tattoo of a rose. Yeah. I don't know, maybe there's something else going on. And the way he they're not the way he talked about it too, just like, Ugh, I hated that thing. I've always hated that thing. Disgusting. Uh you know? He was very he had a lot of aversion to the it. The disdain. Yeah. He had the disdain for something so silly of that. Yeah. It's just like that doesn't <laughs> I, I guess the movie tries to paint this guy as some kind of monster and I get it, but I'm like, I don't Yeah. Who's the real monster? This the CEO, the somebody who made an algorithm that may or may not put people out of work versus the person who's out of work and is asking for a handout versus this unhappy wife that is married to a bajillionaire. Yeah. I, I don't know. That is employed I, by nobody's happy. Is that the too. moral? Yeah. I'd say that's the ultimate thing is that money doesn't buy happiness, right? The CEO, he was rich as hell. Was he happy? I think so until he got killed. <laughs> and he only got killed because he was rich. Yeah, I think it was the great Eminem that said, like, a lot of money brings you happiness. So <laughs> That is true. I mean it's been it's been shown in studies I mean, that the the point at which enough money is enough is hundred and fifty thousand a year for people. That's the magic number. Yeah, for yeah, your quality of life doesn't change. Like, yeah, going above that amount. Yeah, you yeah that's your purpose. maximum. That's your maximum happiness value in in payment. One hundred fifty grand a year. <laughs> Seems low in this market. Oh right. Although it's Seems so above what I'm making. That what is that? Three times <laughs> more than what I'm making. So oh, oh my gosh. We don't want to talk about personal finance. <laughs> I want to. I want to switch gears for a moment. How familiar are you with Hitchcock? Uh, not very. Alfred Hitchcock. Birds. Uh, okay, I only bring it up because I've read in some reviews, and a lot of people brought out Alfred Hitchcock, and I, I was like, I don't. Un- if anything, it's more Cohen brother. That's what I was thinking, but maybe their whole point is that the Cohen brothers are using Hitchcock as inspiration. And ultimately, it was Hitchcock that started whatever they're doing, maybe? I'm not familiar enough. Maybe, but enough of these reviews brought out Hitchcockian or Hitchcock, and I was, I was like, I don't see that. I see this as just boring. Uh, and you could argue the same <laughs> thing. Like, I, if, you ever, if you've ever seen like Rear Window with Hitchcock, it's very contained. It is a guy in a room with a broken leg spying on his neighbors. Oh, okay. Everything that happens is from his viewpoint. Oh. Super contained. Something we've been look, noticing in some of the movies we've watched. Mm-hmm. Really small everything. Yeah. So I, if you want to draw that comparison, like, okay, well, rear window is in a single room. Uh, windfall is like on a single property. Okay, fine. And then a really small cast. Yeah. All right, I got... Fine. All right. Uh, rear window does a way better job of the mystery and intrigue than this movie does. Yeah. Honestly, like it goes back to the stupid things like, boy, wouldn't it be funny if we watch nobody go through this house and like just sabotage random stuff as he's stealing <laughs> the the upper decker in the in the toilet. OK, you're peeing in the shower. That might smell at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about going through and like, I don't know, doing just random stuff and then like stealing and leaving. And then you watch the CEO walk through and just not realize that. Stuff in his life isn't as perfect as he thought it was. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing <laughs> off right now that I don't know what I'm talking about. I just I think what I'm trying to say is I don't care for this movie at all. Oh, at all. At all. Like I I was super disappointed with it. And like I said at the start, this hour thirty, I was feeling every minute <laughs> of it. 
Because honestly, like, they talk. And then they literally show us them walking to another place to talk. And then walk. And yeah. talk. And sleep. And complain. And have existential conversations, kind of, about what it means to have money or to work or to be a wife or all these things. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. You're saving all of this drama or suspense for the end. And you're no Tarantino. Right. Tarantino's dialogue can at least draw me in to an extent. This didn't do that for me. Right. Coen Brothers or Hitchcock, however you want to bring it down, like their way of making a film draw me in enough. I just, there was nothing here. And I did write in my notes that this music is moody AF. Oh, absolutely. That was one thing I noticed uh, from the intro. Not only was it very dramatic, which I enjoyed, but it was it's uh, orchestra, which you never hear anymore. So this yeah. is totally a throwback yeah. movie in a lot of ways, like you're saying. Drawing heavily on Hitchcock's work, drawing heavily on soundtrack of how things used to be, the simplicity of things, the lack of any uh, CG or That's whatever. True. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is super like bare bones throwback now that you say that, which I think that's why I enjoyed it was it's nostalgic and I appreciate it, but also with in a new modern take, I guess, if you will. Uh, Very, very slow, though. Yeah. So that is the one thing is that like if you don't have patience, you're not going to like this at all because it just takes forever. So where are you coming down on this? You you watched it once all the way through, yeah. and then last night... Yeah, I watched like the first half. Popped it in, and you're like, oh yeah, I get it now. I remember exactly what this yeah, is. And I, but yeah, and I didn't want to finish it. Yeah, once was enough for me. <laughs> once was enough for me. But I'm also a person that okay. doesn't like to watch movies multiple times if like uh, uh, close together, so... I like to watch a movie and then wait years until I watch it again. Even Fair movies enough. I like, I don't like to watch them quickly. I like to watch watch them spaced out so I can really, I don't know. It's more like, so when I watch it, the whole time I'm not thinking, oh, right, this happens next, this happens next. I like to forget the yeah. movie so I can sort of watch it again. I think this is going to be one of those, like, we will forget it, and then one day it's going to pop up in our like rewatch list or something on mm-hmm. Netflix, and you're going to see like, oh, yeah, I've seen that pass. So I do the opposite. I'm very forgetful. So I'll be like, oh, I'll read the synopsis, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. So I'll start watching it, and I'll be like, oh, I've seen this already. Yeah, I'm, I've got a terrible memory, which I should watch movies more frequently because I have a terrible memory. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Okay. I will not seek this out in the future. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe no movie should have been made in COVID times. I really hate saying that sentence. But there was, there, wasn't there one that was really I mean, it does really nobody good? any favors. I'm sure there have been some that had bigger budgets and stuff. Yeah. But I, I mean, I get I get the, the want to do something like that. But I think it's just like, was it worth it? Right. I mean, truly. Was it worth anybody's time? To have done this because I am still saying like I don't know what the what what am I supposed to learn what's what's the theme of this with two of these characters die at the end well the other thing the only too, person who learned anything was the wife maybe I mean you don't maybe you shouldn't look up look at it from a learning aspect or that as your um, your metric 
Yeah, I would say what I mean, what is yeah, your takeaway from the movie? What is your takeaway? Did you find it entertaining? Were you too nope. were you too uh, frustrated with all of the questions that you had that the movie brought up as you were watching it? Nope, nope. It was just nothingness to you. Honestly, like it, like I said, I can be drawn into a movie with strict dialogue. If you think about honestly, the first twenty whatever minutes of Inglorious Bastards. Uh-huh. Because there is some severe, not severe, there is some, okay, anxiety, Uh as you said, with another movie. There is some anxiety and huge tension going on. Oh, yeah. Of that interrogation scene. Yeah. Okay. There are stakes involved, but the conversation, like, draws you in. The acting draws you in. Right. This doesn't. And I'm not saying I need every movie to draw me in and every movie needs to be a Tarantino or a Cohen or a Hitchcock or... What, however you want to describe it, I'm just saying this movie just seems like it was, hey, I got this idea. Okay, let's just build this weak frame of a story for it. And then, okay, well, we don't have enough dialogue. So it's just shots of people walking. Or, I mean, honestly, we get that chase through the orange orchard of, and you're like, okay, cool. But I know nobody isn't just going to straight up kill these people. He's already established himself as trying to be as nonviolent as possible right. and trying to be accommodating. Right. So I'm again, I'm lost. I'm like, okay, well, there are no real stakes here because CEO hasn't shown any kind of want to be physical. So we're just going to sit around and talk. At the same time, don't you think that's like the whole point? Is they're trying to do things that you just never see in other movies anymore? You mean trying to do things in a logical adult fashion? For a situation like this, I guess let's use our let's use our words and think through this without making irrational choices and just act. Maybe I don't know. Well, okay, <laughs> I can see that because yes, I, this movie does not try to go over leaps and bounds of trying to be magical. No, no, it's very very realistic. It sticks to like okay, if this were to happen in real life, what do you do? Okay, well. I can't just magically pull a million dollars out of my ass for you so you can walk away. Yeah, that's not how and the I world And I think, works. you know, going back to that, yeah, going back to that idea, we can't possibly think nobody's just going to get away with this, right? Right, from the get-go. I think get-go. CEO yeah. has shown himself to be vindictive enough. Yeah, like, he's going to come after you, Yeah, dude. yeah. He's got the money, he's got the resources. You pissed him like, off, there's yeah. No, it's a principle. There's no way you're not caught or he just hires somebody to straight up kill yeah. you. Yeah, he's coming at you full force. Yeah, so you're always left with this thing, okay, well, if nobody actually gets away, that doesn't bode well for him. Right. He's still screwed. So it's the only logical choice. Yeah. Okay, and then so what if the wife did not all of a sudden have the desire to kill her husband and then frame this guy? Then what? Right. What if she truly was happy in this marriage? Yeah. What if, what if, what if? Does this guy actually walk away? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say it really depends on your mindset going into this movie. Like you're saying, if you're looking for them to do certain things or the movie to have certain elements, then it's going to be more difficult to watch than if you are just letting the movie be what it is. And I would only say that because hmm. that was my take. I completely agree with you with with being drawn in like uh, Quentin Tarantino and Glorious Bastards. You know, there's not a lot happening, but the dialogue draws you in. Uh, for me personally, 
this works because it is so bare bones, cringy, like realistic to the point of Mm -hmm. people aren't having these in-depth conversations like eloquent dialogue in real life. Normal life is normally like shitty conversations. Like they're little blurps, you know? Um, And also I had no idea coming into this movie what to expect. And then as it was going, it was like, uh, this is really slow and uh, like it's cringy. I don't know, but I was okay with it. <laughs> I thought they did okay. Maybe I was just in the wrong mindset. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Or or, yeah, or just, maybe you just don't maybe. like this movie, which is totally fine. Like this isn't my yeah, favorite, but I appreciated what they were trying to do. I thought they did an okay job. That was my take. All right. <laughs> Let's get some other takes. Yeah, let's get uh, those awesome reviews. Let's get into some of these. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll start with the ten out of tens. Just oh oh, bef- just bef- the before we all the people out before there. Before we uh, read the reviews, uh, what is your rating? Oh, I forget. Are we using a ten sta- scale or a five? Uh, whichever one you want to go off of. Let's do like five okay. stars. I would give this like a two. Yeah, I'd give this a three. I just uh, it. Again, I, you've got actors who are known enough, but man, there's just nothing here for me. Right. Like I just, I don't know. I can sit through a talkie talk movie. Yeah, this this just wasn't for me. And maybe it's over my head. Maybe I maybe I do need to sit down and have another viewing of it uh, to fully appreciate it. But I I don't know. I was just so it, it didn't hook me from the right. start. I mean, I was kind of like, okay, that guy's peeing in the shower. Does he own this place? Does he not? Like what what's going on right. here? And then it unfolds like, okay. So, uh, here we are. Yeah, I would say if you didn't like the first time, going into it with a different mindset isn't going to change the movie. (laughs) Fair enough. I just, yeah. Because I enjoyed it and I didn't want to watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we got kind of some opposite ends of the spectrum, but not really because, I mean, we, we basically put it, I mean, a two versus a three. Right. It's like we're going to five and a two. Right, yeah. We're close enough. I liked it a little bit more than you did. Because <laughs> you didn't like it at all. I mean, just barely. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you yeah. gave it a two, that's, just barely. that's pretty decent out of five, yeah. Guess I'm feeling generous <laughs> today. Uh, this review is just called Wow. From the very beginning, I was drawn in by the music. The performances were incredible. I was entertained from beginning to end. Do not miss this Netflix movie. I'm actually going to watch it again. Kind of just said the opposite of what we just yeah. said. The music was interesting. I was not drawn in. And I guess the performances were okay. I don't know about incredible. I mean, I feel like all of them have done better things. Right. I mean, if you really want this Jesse Plemons, like go watch uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. He's a freaking nightmare in that show. And like you, you were sitting there going, how is he going to die? And I'm going to enjoy it just as much as Jesse is when he freaking offs this monster of a person. Oh, really? Go watch him in Fargo. Like, he's great in Fargo. Like, he's good. I just, there's no, again, there's nothing here for me right. for some reason. So I think that's very I'm fair. Someone yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, this one's called Just Watch It. Beautifully shot, tight plot, expert direction, and that soundtrack. Perfectly crafted rainy day thriller. Multiple viewings will most definitely be rewarded. McDowell is now on my up-and-coming director's list. Do yourself a favor and click play. 
Dude, high praises all the way around so far. I mean, to be honest with you, I would agree with the majority of that. The soundtrack was phenomenal. I thought it was very well done. I thought their uh, the tones they were trying to bring across with the movie, spot on. It wasn't over the top. I thought it was where it should have been. With the way the I viewed the movie, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this last 10 out of 10 is uh, <laughs> uh, entertaining. This movie definitely pays homage to Alfred Hitchcock. It reminds me of movie making style in several of his movies from the 1960s. It starts off quite slowly, but don't let that out you off. Out you uh, off. Sure. <laughs> it's going, yep, don't let that out you off. It's going to. It's going pretty well after the first 10 minutes or so. Jason Siegel is superb. Again, I, I feel like some of the reviews are like, yeah, the camera works great, the music's great, and it's... That's what powers the movie for them, as opposed to the movie. I guess this one did say the acting was good, so maybe I'm maybe I'm off on that. I don't know. Let's hit some of that that sweet spot again. Uh, the five of the five. This one is called "Could Have Been Short Movie of Twenty Five Minutes." This movie could have been a good short movie of twenty five minute duration, as only the last ten minutes and the initial fifteen minutes are important. I would agree with mm-hmm. that. Talky talk the rest of the way. Rest of the time is just filler. It is not near to any Hitchcock movie other than that music part of it. In case you haven't watched all good movies and you have nothing to watch, then give it a try or otherwise skip it. It is time pass movie. And then we kind of don't speak real sentence <laughs> after some point in this movie that alcohol kicked in. I don't know. That is a good point. Yeah, Again, drunk. Al- Hitchcock's brought up. <laughs> yep. Uh, this one's called Boring. Could have been so much better. It's a pretty good idea. Not a bad way to spend 90 minutes, I guess. The music was atrocious, though. The guy seemed to think he was scoring a Hitchcock-style thriller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, we get these similarities in these different... Yeah, Everybody's calling out Hitchcock. Yeah, which I think is weird. In 2022, that's ma- that was a movie made in, like, 21... We're still bringing up Hitchcock. I find that somewhat interesting that we're that he is so much there. Yeah, it is interesting that it's get getting it. so much reference because I feel like the five and a tens were close. Like they had some very, they're very similar. So it's funny the fives are like it reminds me of this, but it's still not as good as as all this other stuff. So yeah. All right, let's get into the real good ones. The real good ones. The one out of ten. Netflix clickbait. My husband is convinced Netflix advertises movies as number on. Number on. That's the best. Number on. And then number five in the U.S. today to get you to watch it. Treating us as the lemmings that we are following the masses watching whatever. This movie is a perfect example of their social experiment. This movie absolutely sucks. It's anticlimactic. The husband's a douchebag. It's long. It's boring. The music is dreadful, and I don't believe in long reviews. Just got to the point, and I think I did. One out of ten. Sounds like you, Cole. <laughs> yep. Uh, I like this movie number on. <laughs> it be it be good. It be good. <laughs> pointless ending. Absolutely pointless. Yeah, the poor little gold digger is actually the victim. That's what this movie actually tries to do. What? Let me start again. <clears throat> yeah, the poor little gold digger is actually the victim. 
That's what this movie actually tries to do. It actually tries to make this little female leech and turn her into some kind of victim. Stupid ending pointless movie. So this review is basically saying the wife was a gold digger. Uh Uh-huh. I don't... Did we get that impression from this movie? I mean, kind of. She was a nobody before she married this super rich guy. Sure, she has employment because of him working for his company. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you could say that, but at the same time, she's trying to do her own thing. So I don't personally see her as a gold digger. I see her as a person that married an uber rich person. Well, wasn't she running his nonprofit or something? Yeah. They met through his whatever. Oh. And then... So... So, I guess... She had the employment before marrying him. Yeah, and she says, like, she missed that kind of work of being, like, more helpful. And he's basically not allowing it. It's like, I get more of the impression that... He wants a trophy She thought one thing about him. Yeah, and then once she was married, like, it kind of flipped on her. So, I don't... I don't know. I don't know if I could... I don't know if I take away that she was a gold digger and that she was, I think she got into a situation that evolved over time that she wasn't a fan of and then she saw a way out. But that's one person's review and if that's what they got from it, then so be it. Yeah. Uh, This last one out of 10. Can't get past 25 minutes. What the hell kind of movie was this? Netflix is funding low quality nonsense like this? Even watching for 25 minutes was a drag. Watching nothing is more interesting than this movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might as well just say watching paint dry is more interesting yeah, than this movie. Yeah, that would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this movie you could have on in the background as you paint a wall. Yeah. And you probably just, you know, for background noise, and that would be just fine. I mean, honestly, though, like, just so, listen to music if you're painting. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the soundtrack to this yes. movie if you're painting a wall. Yes, that's the thing. You you're better off just listening to the soundtrack because it is decent. It is decent orchestral music. Jake bought it on vinyl. Yes, I did. Signed. Signed by the orchestra. Limited to the sign. <laughs> Serialed and everything, yeah. <laughs> Autographed. Oh. It was only a half a million dollars. Yeah. Good, good deal. I'm kind of surprised Netflix isn't into the vinyl business for their uh, original movies. Uh, they might be. Well, I don't know if I go onto if I go onto my phone and get into Netflix now. All of a sudden, I'm getting offers to download their free games. They're in the freaking mobile game business. Well, now. they're a tech company, so they're into the ad game. Everybody's into the ad game because there's so much money. Oh, was CEO in this movie supposed to be CEO of Netflix? Is this a story about Netflix? Oh, it's the secret story of Netflix. The secret story of Netflix. Oh, my God. Everything makes sense. Oh, we cracked it. <laughs> oh, so is he dead? Was this a No, biopic? this is a fantasy. Somebody oh, wants him dead. Right, 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 right. And it's his wife. <laughs> I really wish I, I really wish they'd have talked about uh, <laughs> uh, account sharing and price hikes. Yes. And then Customers stealing their business. Parallels. Yes. Yeah. By sharing. Thieves. A bunch of thieves. Oh boy! Well, Jake, we cracked it. Uh, I this ends our little four set of thrillers, kind of, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> that we found in the, in the Netflix uh, <laughs> abyss. Yeah, I'm gonna say abyss. The Netflix abyss of original content for the next 
four to five movies. We're going to be hitting some foreign flicks just to kind of see what they're bringing to the table that are Netflix originals. So we'll, we'll kind of see like both sides of this. You know, we've seen our small condensed, possibly COVID made movies, uh, the remakes, these try to be high art films. So let's see what, uh, what's some foreign flavor adds to the Netflix. See if in other countries they have higher standards. See what their uh, movies are trying to tell us or teach us. And, uh, <laughs> tell us or teach us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all. I'm. I want to be learned about. Me these too. I want to. I want to learn them things. I want to know. Uh, what, what are they trying to say? What's the social yeah. commentary on? What's happening? If you can't What's do happening? it, I'm out. Jake, thanks for talking. Windfall. Hopefully, you get a windfall of your own. Of I don't know, like half a million dollars just absolutely you too being found outside your vehicle yeah. one day i mean i, I i'd prefer it inside if? my vehicle personally but you know that's just me uh, that's just me uh, you know wow so it's not enough that you get it but it has to be in your well vehicle. i was thinking about like that just you know the thieves lazy. all so the thieves lazy. they would just come and oh. take it if it's outside my vehicle but as long as it's like mm. enclosed and inside my vehicle it's more likely to actually get to me that's all I was thinking. Same to you. I hope I hope you find half a million dollars yeah, yeah. inside your vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I just I really wish we'd get a, a windfall. <laughs> Maybe we should have talked about the title of this movie. I don't know if the title works. But you know what? I don't care. It doesn't matter. We talked about windfall from Netflix. <laughs> Uh, my voters don't watch it. Jake's kind of on the fence of, yeah, maybe background noise. Yeah, yeah, a, background noise. I'd say that. Paint a wall, put on windfall, and you'll have a time of your life. Uh, Thanks, folks, for listening to Movie Rewrite. We will see you later. That's it. You can do it.